record covers seem to have punctuated our lives in so many ways. They remind us of where we were, what we were doing, who we were with. They mark our student days, our holidays, our growing up and our coming of age. Welcome to the Art of the Album podcast, brought to you by Hypergallery. I'm Emily, and in each episode I will be interviewing an artist, photographer, or designer responsible for some of the most memorable cover images and some of the most unusual treasures to have graced record releases in the last seven decades. Welcome back, and thank you so much for joining me on the Out of the Album podcast. In this episode, I put some questions to Leon Rosenblatt about his cover for Man of Miracles, the fourth album by Styx, released on November the 8th, 1974. This would be the band's last original album on the independent Chicago-based label Wooden Nickel Records, before moving to the major label A&M. What a time to be in the music business. Leon very kindly mastered the art of the voice note to share some incredible memories with us. For an artist working right at the heart of the Big Apple's creative industries, it must have been a blast. Well, let's see. I'll leave all the drugs and rock and roll out of it. Uh, Don't think so, except that it was a really fun time to be in New York. There was a lot of new music happening, uh, and it was... uh, It was very exciting. Uh, Of course, now everything's changed. It's all digital. No more color separations or film uh, clip checks, uh, tests in New York, things like that. So um, it's been fun. Um, It's always fun to do a painting and to start it. Uh, It's more fun to think about what it's going to be and how you're going to create it than actually sitting down for days and painting it. But don't tell anybody I said that. Sorry, Leon. I couldn't resist leaving that in. He had quite a client list in those early days. RCA Records, The National Lampoon Magazine, Random House Publishing, Delray Science Fiction, Ace Pocket Books, Penthouse Magazine, Radio Shack and Rolling Stone was in there too. I was particularly curious about National Lampoon. I feel like that must have required an unusual approach or sense of humour and wondered if it offered Leon the chance to explore a different side of himself. Yeah, the National Lampoon was quite a bit of fun to work with. Uh, At the time, P.J. O'Rourke was the editor, who's now sort of a national pundit here in the U.S. Uh, Michael Gross was the art director. I remember getting off the elevator and uh, walking into the office, and there was was an office chair flying across the room and somebody uh, yelling. And um, I ducked and... um, although I didn't need to, uh, someone came up to me, it was P.J. O'Rourke, he said, oh, don't mind John, he's just, you know, he's crazy. It was John Belushi who happened to be recording or working at the time for the National Lampoon Radio Hour. Anyway, the whole, the magazine was filled with lots of characters and uh, it was fun to work with them because we did lots of fun uh, projects. I had a a painting I did of uh, Frankenstein, being presented the bill by the doctor um, and another painting of John Denver actually having his eyes pecked out by an American bald eagle. It was supposed to be called uh, Poetic Justice. They did a series of paintings. Uh, and that's as much as I can say about the National Lampoon. They were fun to work with. Just as Leon Rosenblatt was busy having fun and working hard, 
so too were Styx. Building on the momentum of Styx 2 and The Serpent is Rising, both released in 1973. This had been the year of Aladdin Sane, Dark Side of the Moon, Houses of the Holy, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Goat's Head Soup, Selling England by the Pound, Brain Salad Surgery, Lark's Tongues in Aspic, you get the picture. Sticks were riding this progressive, hard rock wave right into the heart of the 70s as they recorded Man of Miracles, named as so many of their albums have been by James Young. Pushing themselves further in the studio creatively, release date loomed, and so did the need for some epic artwork. I got a call from Ace Lehman, who was RCA's art director at the time. He wanted to know if I ever heard of a Chicago group called Styx, or the previous record album label, Wooden Nickel, which I had not. RCA thought highly of the group and wondered if I might be interested in painting a cover for their debut album. And it had a working title of Man of Miracles. I was intrigued and asked to listen to some of the rough cuts on the album. I liked what I heard and immediately started looking for a suitable wizard who I thought would be a good subject for the album cover. Lo and behold, that afternoon I was walking out of my Huntington Village studio when someone tapped me on the shoulder. I turned around to find a somewhat grizzled but wise-looking older man who asked if I could lend him some change for a cup of coffee. His voice was low and scratchy, but his eyes held me with an intense sparkle. I asked his name and he whispered, I've had many. Well, didn't want to laugh, but uh, I looked at him and said, Are you from around here? Occasionally, he replied. So how about it? Do you have any spare change? I smiled. He smiled back. So what's your current name? I asked. Leonard, he said, but you can call me Leon. What's yours? Leon, I said, but you can call me Leon. He smiled. I smiled back and said, how about we get a cup of coffee and something to eat at the diner across the street? Well, we had lunch, and uh, I had my wizard for the album cover. He posed for me the next day for some photos. Leonard was very, very educated and entertained me with tales of New York's art scene in the 1950s. Uh, just so many great stories. We became friends, and he was a regular visitor for morning coffee at the studio while I worked on the painting of him which he thought made him look too old. You are old, I told him, and he scoffed. Only on the outside, he answered. So, can you make me look a little younger? Only on the inside, I said. Anyway, Leonard hung around the studio until the painting was completed. He never told me if he liked the finished piece, but that was okay. We were in the studio the day before I delivered the artwork to RCA, when I called Ace Lehman and asked if I could sign it on the cover. But he said it wasn't company policy, so I secretly signed my initials hidden on the shoulder of the wizard's robe. Leonard had overheard the conversation, but didn't comment until I finished rendering the initials. Then he stood, looked closely at the painting, and said, not too bad. He left that afternoon, and I never saw him again. Leon has shared a picture of Leonard the Wizard waiting for a piece of cake at his son's birthday party with us, and we have put that on the blog post titled Man of Miracles on the Hypergallery website. So if you're intrigued to see more, then you can check it out there. It is understandable that having completed this painting, Leon would want to make his mark, leave his signature, 
hiding in plain sight. Throughout art history, you can see painted signatures disguised or made discreet, blended into plants or seaweed, popped onto posts or logs, snuck into sea foam or waves. Others were simplified into monograms or initials more easily tucked away, just as Leon's was here. Even da Vinci managed to hide some code in the Mona Lisa's eyes. You have to wonder, though, if Leon ever got his wrist slapped. Actually, I didn't. Uh, I remember when I first brought this uh, painting in, everybody came in to look at it, and they really liked it. Uh, Ace was looking at it, and I guess he was looking for my signature, which he didn't find at the time. I don't know if he ever found my initials, but I remember my uh, son, who was probably about six years old at the time, uh, he did. So probably wasn't that hard. The beginning point for any edition of prints that we do as Hypergallery is, of course, the source material. And in this case, working with Leon on this Man of Miracles cover, we were very pleased to hear that Leon, in fact, had the original painting still in his possession. I was curious to know, would he ever let it go? That's a funny question because I've had offers in the past over the last years um, for this particular painting, I've uh, still got it. And uh, yeah, it might be time now that Styx is having a resurgence to, uh, to think about selling it. So yeah, I'd be open to that. It'd be fun to have someone really uh, have memories about that album coming out and be able to own that painting. Well, there you go. Styx fans or fans of rock and roll history with the really deep pockets, now is your chance. And for everyone else, the addition of prints overseen by Leon himself and, of course, signed by both him and the band can be found at hypergallery.com. Thank you for listening to this, I think, delightful episode of The Art of the Album. It's good to be back and we have some great episodes coming up from Johannes, who also worked with Sticks, actually, and from Aubrey Powell, who talks to me about his iconic cover for Led Zeppelin in Through the Outdoor as well as a follow-up episode with James Marsh, who told me all about The Colour of Spring, his second album for Talk Talk, After the Party's Over, which we discussed in episode two. Subscribe now and please do leave a review. It really helps us and helps other fans of album cover design to find the podcast.